Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We're looking at the, the general concept is the thought patterns to have a successful life. There is a way to think about life to become successful. Everything in your life starts with your mind. Okay? Your spirit is, 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 of course, that's where you're born again. For the child of God, the spirit is everything. But your mind is important. Romans chapter 12, we talked about the transformation Right? The word metamorphosis that comes as a result of the renewal of your mind, the changing of your mind. And, and, and so, the, the whole idea of the School of Wisdom this year is to help you work on your thinking pattern. Because if you have a specific thinking pattern, the outcome of your life would be predictable. You will know that this is where my life is going to end up. If there is a thinking what? Pattern. So, uh, so we're looking at several things and we've looked at that wisdom of a serpent. Today I want to show you something. How does a person who is going to succeed thinks? Go to Proverbs chapter 28. Now, I'm going to read several translations. So, we're not reading a lot of scriptures today. Rather, we're looking at several translations and we're going to pick up a framework or a pattern of thinking. In Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 29, or first of all, let's go to Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. And then we are going to read verse 11. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 11. Look at this. It says, New American Standard Version is the first version. He who tills his land, pay very close attention. He who tills his land, will have plenty of bread. Now, look at this statement. This is not a statement of someone who is guessing the outcome of that action. This statement is not probability. This statement is irrespective of the prevailing conditions. Pay close attention to this. It says, if a man tills his land, he will have plenty of bread. It is guaranteed. It's not saying, um, if God helps him, if God does not help him, uh, help him. If Satan is against him. No, no, he didn't say anything about that. It gives you a guaranteed outcome if an action is followed. It says, if a man tills his land, he would have plenty of bread. But, now, whenever you see the word but, especially um, regarding the way scripture is written, you would see that that actually uh, is changing the direction of the instruction, right? Almost nullifying. If I say, I'm going this way, but. If I say, I'm going this way, but. You know, by the time I say, but, what's happening? Uh, it means something else. All right. 
It says, but he who pursues worthless things lacks sense. That also is a guaranteed statement. That is as sure as the man who tills his land. That pursuing worthless things is proof positive that there is no sense there. This scripture can change the rest of your life. If you meditate on it very deeply. I'm going to read other translations. Some we have, some we don't have. Uh, the Bible in basic English, the BBE, says, He who does work on his land will not be short of bread. But he who goes after foolish men is without sense. Uh, the contemporary English Bible says, the CEB, Those who work their land would have plenty to eat. But those who engage in empty pursuits have no sense. The Good News Translation says, A hard-working farmer has plenty to eat. I like this other... It says, But it is stupid to waste time on useless projects. You need to copy that translation down. Good News. It is stupid to waste time on what? I didn't hear you. On what? Useless projects. That word is important. Write it down. Write useless project down. Because it's very important to what we're studying tonight. That, that many people are not able to identify what is a useless project in their life. You will see someone pursuing useless projects. We're reading the Bible. And that's what they will pursue with energy. The project is useless. But they don't know. So, now, now pay attention to this. If you're not able to identify very early in your life what is a useless project, you might spend your whole life pursuing something that will not bring profit. That's what the Bible is saying. It's a waste of time. And time is a non-renewable resource. It's not something you can, you can you know, buy back or extend. You can. But let's read the translation. The God's Word translation. He says, whoever walks his land will have plenty to eat. But the one who chases unrealistic dreams has no sense. The one who chases unrealistic dreams has no sense. This passage of scripture, Proverbs chapter 12 verse 11, was repeated word for word in, two, in, in one other passage. That's Proverbs 28 and verse 29. So go to Proverbs 28, 29. Proverbs 28, verse 29. Now, uh, I've, always, I've always taught you this, and it's important you understand it, because today we have a lot of people trying to teach the Word of God. It's very, it's very sad that, uh, that everybody try to have an interpretation towards scriptures. You know, so people come and say, this is what I got, this is what I, you know. The scriptures was designed to be interpreted by scripture. You, you don't come with your personal preference. You must allow the scripture to interpret itself. Now, I'm going to show you something very carefully, and you need to pay attention to this. Because, now, the Bible was not divided into chapters and verses when it was written. It's a whole, it was just written that way, right? For the sake of uh, understanding, it was now divided into chapter and verses. So sometimes for you to understand the scripture, you have to read it as if there's no chapter and verses. Now, uh, there's a scripture we always quote, which is Proverbs chapter, 20, um, chapter 28, verse 20. Alright? Now, when we quote that scripture, it says, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Right? Are you here? But he who makes haste to be rich will not be what? Unpunished. Or, go, or is innocent. Now, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 28, verse 20, the, the understanding of that verse is the verse before it. So it gives us perspective to what we just read now. Now, let's read verse 19. Verse 19 says, He who tills his land will have plenty of food. That's the same thing that we read before, right? 
Are you here or you're going home? Alright. The next line says, But he who follows empty pursuits. Now understand that. Please follow me now. He who follows empty pursuits will have poverty in plenty. Can you put, uh, well, just mentally divide the two verses. If you divide these two verses into two parts, what are you going to have? Let's do it together. What are you going to have if you divide it? You divide it at the word but, right? So he who tills his land will have plenty of food, right? Yeah? So let's call that A. Alright? He who follows empty pursuits will have poverty in plenty. So we call that word B. Go to verse 20. Remember your A and your B. Verse 20, come on, quickly. Verse 20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings. What's that? No, A. We're taking A and B back to this verse. What would that be? A. But he who makes haste to be rich will not go unpunished. What would that be? B. Would making haste to be rich uh, seem like someone who is pursuing a useless project? Will a faithful man seem like somebody who is working his land? So when we talk about a faithful man, we're talking about the man who tills his land regardless of the conditions of the land. He goes to the farm, morning, evening, working his land. So when we say a faithful man will abound in with blessings, it's not a confession for a Christian, it's a behavioral pattern. Are you following this now? You don't confess faithfulness, you are faithful. And by faithfulness there, we are actually dealing with the actual case of you doing what? Tilling your land. Now, follow this. Follow this now. Remember your A and your B. If you, if you study the scripture carefully, if you read different translations, some translations use the phrase, uh, uses the phrase, if you read especially other translations, they use the phrase pursuing what left Worthless pursuits, um, chasing useless dreams. They use that phrase. Some other translation talks about this as a person following vain people. Because sometimes when people are in a haste to be rich or they want to make it quickly in life, they get into associations where there's no mutual value. So, you, so if you read several translations, you can see some translation refers to the B part as either projects or people. They're correct. Alright, let me read other translations for you and see it. Uh, let's, same Proverbs 28 and verse 29. Uh, King James says, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. That's A. But he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Vain persons. Vain persons. Now, Let's do a bit of thinking. If someone is stealing his land, will the Bible call that person a vain person? Do you think so? Don't worry, you, you can't get it wrong. But if somebody is, not, is stealing his land, do you think the Bible will refer to that person as a vain person? No. Because if he's a vain person, he would not be stealing his land, right? He would, be, he would not be telling his land. That's, that's the case. So, it also means that when the Bible says that he that following, uh, followed a vain person will come to poverty actually means he that follows a man who is not faithful. Who is not telling his land. So, what the Bible is trying to tell us that two things make people fail in life is either they are pursuing worthless projects or they are following people who are pursuing worthless projects. That means, in summary, they are following people who are not tilling their land. Are you still here? Another translation says, the ASB. It uses the word vain person. The BSB, the Berean Study Bible. It says, the one who walks his land will have plenty of food. But whoever chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. So, 
Two things come out here. Let's look at this now. Four words are key in this verse of scripture. Four words are key. Number one, what do you think is the key word? What's, just, can you just put up that verse, uh, Proverbs 28, 29, and just leave it, just leave it on the board, if, if possible. What are the key words? Look for it. Proverbs 28, sorry, what is it? What is it? 19, sorry. Proverbs 28, 19, sorry. Where did I get 29 from? Proverbs 28, 19. What do you think are the key words? Let's look at it. Look at your Bible. What do you think are the key words? There are four key words there, or four words that gives us meaning. What, what, what do you think would be the first word? Till. Perfect. Can we replace the word till with work? You think it can fly? He will till his land. Right? Guys, they are extremely quiet. Are you in church? Alright, number two, what do you think would be another key word that we have to look at? Or key factor or key stuff we have to look at? Plenty. Plenty of food. Uh, no, I, I didn't pick plenty of food. You are, you are correct, but that's not what I wrote. I, I think, an, we said land. That's perfect. Because if you till, there must be something to till so that plenty of food will come. So the big thing there will be land. Because whatever you do with the land will determine. So the plenty of food is a result of something acted upon, right? You're working on something. Right? So I'm working. I'm tilling. But I'm working on a land. The outcome. So the, the, the outcome, the plenty of food is the result of, so you can put it, work plus land equals to plenty of food. You understand that? Right. So you can't have work and plenty of food. There has to be something there where you're working on. Because if that energy you're putting into the work is using in chasing useless people or vain people, your result will not be plenty of food. Your result will be plenty of poverty. So what you find there in this verse of scripture is everything is plenty, depending on where the energy is directed. So the energy is constant. The result is constant. The energy is the work. The result is the plenty. Either plenty poverty or plenty prosperity. But the, the defining factor right there in the center is either you're using that energy to pursue land or you're using that energy to pursue vain people. Do you understand that? So the variable in changing your life is either you're working on your land or you're chasing false dreams. But what's happening actually is that your energy is constant and your result is constant. Did you follow it? You have energy. If you put it on your land, alright? So this is energy. Plenty of work. If I put it on my land, I'll get plenty of food. I have energy. If I put it on a worthless project that's not as tangible as this table, I'd have poverty in abundance. So plenty of food is on the right-hand side of life. Plenty of poverty is on the right-hand side of life. Energy is on the left-hand side of life. Energy is on the left-hand side of life. What determines where I end up is where I put that energy. If I put it on land, if I put it on my work, I'll get prosperity. If I take that energy and put it on vain people, I take that energy and put it on worthless projects, I'll have poverty. So, abundance and poverty is not so much as a factor of prayer as opposed to where my energy is into. So my energy is the seed I sow into a project that is converted to either prosperity or what? Or, or poverty. Alright. So what I'm doing here is the conversion process. What I'm doing here is the conversion process. What that tells us is your, your relationship are conversions of your energy. So he that works with the wise. Come on everybody. He that works with the wise will do what? will become wise. So if I put my energy in a wise person, what's going to be the result? You become wiser. Huh? Or you will still be wise. If I take my wise self and relate to a companion of fools, what's going to happen? No, tell me what the Bible says. Don't read into the Bible. Will be what? Destroyed. 
So, wisdom and destruction are on this side of life. I am on this side of life. If I take myself and plug into a wise connection, I become wiser. If I take myself and plug into a foolish connection, I'll be destroyed. So you can understand this, that actually these things are quite predictable if you follow the word of God. Now, people take themselves, plug themselves into wise, unwise uh, relationships. They end up destroyed and they say, hey God, why me? But I can't be putting my life in wise relationships by getting wiser and expect to reap the results of your foolishness. And this is why I do the school of wisdom. Because just, let me tell you this, just a little adjustment in your life can bring tremendous results. Just a little adjustment. Do you realize, this is taking me a bit off, but we'll get back here. Do you realize that just having an attitude of learning, just, just that I want to learn, can increase your success rate by almost 70%. Just having that attitude. Then just having an attitude that I know it, I know what I'm doing. Do you realize that that can increase your failure rate? Or you don't know? Yeah, you can. So you can see that. Just an adjustment of that attitude. Alright, so let's go. So, number three. What do you think number three would be? Uh, Keyword there. Pursuit. Who said pursuit? Alright, awesome. Yeah, I think that. Chasing, pursuit. Because now, put up that scripture for me again. Now, understand something. Right? Hmm. Understand something. Follow empty pursuit, right? Follow empty pursuit. If you look at that phrase there, follow empty pursuit, those three words there, you will realize that this is not without energy. Hmm? Because some translation actually says, he that chases after. Are you still here? So you realize that actually, pay attention to this, everything you're doing in life, you're actually giving it energy. Even when you are sinning. You are using energy to sin. Hmm? Let's say somebody is smoking dangerous substance. He's not smoking it with less effort. He walks, he goes and buys it, he puts it together, mixes it, you know, smoke it, coughs heavily. All of that energy. So don't don't assume that you don't have energy. You have. I actually think. Nobody can actually be said to be lazy. They are all pursuing what? Either the right thing or what? The wrong thing. Do you realize that the time it takes you to read is the same time it takes you to watch television? It's the same time. It's even the same brain. You know, <laughs> very interesting. When I watch films, I talk a lot. Alright, so sometimes I don't like watching. Because when I watch, I pause and then, yeah, this lesson, you know, I'm always learning leadership lessons from everything. Which doesn't make it nice. You know, people just like to watch film and then at the end they will cry. You know. <laughs> I remember watching uh, Titanic. One thing, we were very small. And one lady was watching with us, one of our friends. And at the end, we just said, ah, ah. So, <laughs> And me, I was busy, you know, myself and Pastor Azuka. I was busy, you know, leadership lesson when this boat went down. He said, ah. So, my friend, everything you'll be teaching, teaching, teaching. Somebody's crying there. I thought I was crying when that boy wanted to, to go down. So, now, but I realize sometimes I watch a film and I don't understand what they're acting. Right? So sometimes I'm not asking, okay, so what happened? Okay, and then they're not explaining, this one went there, this one went there, this one went there. So you realize that to even understand a thing, you ha- your brain has to be working. Do you understand? Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> have you... Have you been watching a film before and then maybe you know they want to kill somebody, somebody's hiding and you're telling the person, go back, go back don't enter, don't. you are no longer watching, you are acting with them you are, do you understand that? That's energy that's understanding the film and then there will be somebody there just watching like, you know, but you have now you are now participating so, I'm just telling you that watching film sometimes is not relaxation your brain it's, and you know, especially all those American things that are well scripted, that even you are, you are confused. At a point, you will pause. Let me understand it. Let me, you are calculating. You are solving. So, energy 
or hard work is put into anything in this life, see, your most powerful discernment will be to ask yourself this year, where am I putting my energy? Are you following this? All right. What do you think will be the fourth word there that can help us? Uh, do you think it's poverty? No, I don't think so. So I've given you outcomes. It, outcome is not the issue. No, not enough. <laughs> what do you think will be there? Not we have. No, we've talked about follow. That's pursuit. Okay, so I'll do vain persons or worthless projects or the empty pursuit. Alright? Something that's empty because that's also what fits into our land. Okay? So that's what fits into our land. Do you understand that? So the four key words there for us to unlock this verse. Number one is work. Tilling. The other word is land. The other word is chasing or pursuit. The, the, the last word is vain persons, fantasy or worthless project. What, let's, let's look at what fantasy is or you, you know, sometimes they use the word useless dreams, right? Now, somebody can just sit and just think, you know, when I'm a millionaire, you know, I will build, um, build my swimming pool on top of my bedroom. Once I just step down from the bed like this, I'll just enter swimming pool. Or, you know, when you have watched a lot of Nigerian movies, you just think in your head that one day, you know, robbers are going to rob, you know, then they will be running, running, police will not be chasing them, then they will throw the bag of money, you know, close to your uh, dustbin, they are just washing plates. How many of you have had that dream before? <laughs> you know, I, I, I had it a lot when I was young. You know, as you are washing plates, as you are just washing plates, you just see a bag of money and then you... Uh, uh, you see, the Bible says poverty will be much. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, this idea that you will be rich one day, eh, and you don't understand how, is a fantasy. Do you understand? You just say one day, don't worry. Don't worry. God is doing something. God is not doing anything. Whatever God wants to do in your life to prosper, He has done on the cross. The scripture says that it is a faithful man that will abound what? In blessings. So a faithful man knows himself that, see, if I am on this thing morning, afternoon, evening, I will abound in blessing. What that means is that the faithful man is not chasing a vain dream. Do, do you get what I'm saying? He's not chasing a vain dream. See, you get this message tonight. Just make sure that you are not distracted. You have to ensure, sir, that what you are chasing is not empty pursuits. You know, gambling is empty pursuit, have you? I know some of you will say, let's not touch that. We will touch it. Nobody, listen to me, listen to me. Nobody prospers by gambling. Go and read financial books. Even if you win that money by gambling, the fact that you do not have the framework of faithfulness, he say, he that makes haste to be rich, will not be innocent. There's no millionaire listed in the world, naturally, who is not even a Christian, who is a millionaire by gambling. And gambling did not start with you. Hmm? You know, in those days, they used to play pool. How many of you grew up? Where did they play pool? Do you know pool? Why oh, you make me look like I'm an old man? <laughs> eh? What you are playing today is the pool that those old men were playing, where they were carrying paper, Manchester away. Then we got in. They will now feel and then... It's the same thing you are doing. The only thing is that they transferred it to technology. So, the way you saw all those old men playing pool when you were young and none of them became rich, that's your future. They are a picture of your future. <laughs> that is not the listen. Listen. You can't listen. You cannot get rich gambling. Forget it. That's your picture. So any old man you remember that was poor because he was playing pool and his wife was chatting, when you see that man, know that 
in the next couple of years, that is a mental picture of my future. Are you understanding what I'm saying? One of the persons who brought Betty to Nigeria, right? I won't mention his name because I'm in public forum, but one of, go and do your research. One of the persons who brought the Betty to Nigeria is a member of, the, of a state house of assembly. He is not Betty. He has businesses. To him, betting is business. To you, betting is a dream. It's in the House of Assembly. So you ask yourself that the way I am betting now, can I end up in the House of Assembly? Do you understand what I'm saying? The man has done a company and has given to you. You are betting one day. The man is making laws. You are betting. Collecting federal allowance. Collecting tax. Being flown abroad. You are here putting. Who will score first? Who will not score first? How do you live your life on somebody's scoring first? That you, your, as, as a human being created by God, your prosperity is who will go and score gold first. Number one, you are too poor to be in that country. So there's nothing you can control. You can't even be in the stadium and say, oh, if the guy is going towards the goal, we can share him up so that he comes faster. You are just in front of a television box and your financial future is determined by a player that is thousands of miles away who, whether he scores or not, at the end of the week, they are giving him 350,000 pounds. What that means is that what is your goal in life is what he ends in two weeks. Your goal is to become a millionaire. He ends that playing two matches in two weeks, whether he scores or not. You are here. You have worked all day long. You are in, in block B. That's your dormitory. You now take everything and chase that fantasy. God has determined that nobody's future is determined externally. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God has designed... Are you following me? You don't need to get angry because it's the truth. God has designed that your future, you have a path to play in it. So if you are playing the wrong path, you would have the wrong results. Are you following this? Three key things to identify. Number one, we can also talk about this, right? Let me just show you something here. We'll come here quickly. Let me show you something here. Remember when the Lord gave those talents, right? To the, the five, the three, the two, and the one. Hmm? The other people came and they multiplied. And they say, hey, master, you gave me five. I've multiplied it to ten, right? You, you gave me three. I've multiplied, gave me two. The one that they gave one, what did he say? You remember? No, what did he say? He said something before he buried. He said, you are wicked. You know, he said things. Listen carefully. Don't miss this. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. A man wants to travel. And I come. And I hate you guys. And I give you five. And I give you three. And I give you two. And I give you one. And then this guy comes and says, you are a wicked and a hard man. Let's look at it. If I was a wicked and a hard man, would I give you something? Do you think I would? I would not. Then he says, you reap where you did not sow. This is what happened. What made that man to bury his talent was his perception of his master. So the first place he buried his talent was in his mind. He thought of the man wrongly and his actions followed suit. So, then, this is the point. He says, I dug, ground, I dug the ground and I put your talent. And here is your talent. The energy he used in digging the ground, he would have used it to multiply what? The talent. What did the Bible say? You're wicked and lazy, slothful servants. Then, Jesus now taught us something very profound. And never forget this in life. He who has, more will be given. And he who has not, even that which he has will be taken away from him. That is why he discovered that there is a level of success you get to. People will even want to give you more. Hmm? You know, uh, let me just teach you this. Appearing, um, appearing like you really need help. 
no serious person gives you good money. Because once you have a beggarly disposition, the framework is that you are entitled to crumbs. So if you like, don't dress well when you are going to ask your uncle for money. I'm not saying overdress because there's wisdom again. Don't dress like you are the one paying him. But going and looking pitiable and, you know, trying to add to the story, increase the number of people that died in the story to make it very, you know, what you're just attracting to yourself is poverty. That's how you realize that during Christmas time, you know, I mean, when people are giving good to rich people, they give them more rich. And you are wondering, that don't they see all the poor people? When the queen of, Solomon, uh, queen of Sheba was coming to see Solomon, what did she bring? Go and read that. She brought loads of good. Did she not pass poor people on her way to Jerusalem? <laughs> so, you can't have an approach towards life that is that is pitiable. Because even that which you have will be taken away from you. We might spend time to explore that scripture. So, <clears throat> the same energy used in digging that talent is the same energy you would have been used to multiply it. Then, Jesus said something very profound. He said, take it from him and do what? Give it to the man who's got ten. Now, look at this. Jesus didn't take it back. He gave it to the man who showed an example of multiplication. Which tells us that that man's perception of the master was wrong. If he was a wicked master, he would have just taken it back. But he gave it out. So, your perception, which we're going to where we're going to that, number one. The first thing is to identify what land do you have. What is your land? He who tills his land would have plenty of bread. What's your land? What's your land? That land can be your purpose. It can be your career. What do you think is my land? <laughs> huh? You are my land. Is you I'm tilling to have bread. <laughs> and you say, but teaching, teaching the word, preaching the gospel. Now, the more I preach the gospel, the more I bless people, the more I um, impact people with the gospel, what actually happens? People have a blessing to me. Alright? But if I choose to lie, oh no, I'm not serious with what I'm doing. I'm not serious with my teaching. I start chasing how to do business round town. Start chasing how to collect money from people. What's going to happen? After a while, people say, don't mind that one. And then you wonder why you're not blessed. And I want to tell you something now. Don't forget. Those of you who are selling shoes. Eh? You're selling shoe. Or your status. Hmm? The next slide is onions. Then the next slide, you are selling land. You are saying, I don't know which one will bring money. Money does not go to this. One of our bishop friends used to call it scattered arrangements. Have a land. <laughs> you have heard of scattered arrangements before. <laughs> this is scattered arrangements. <laughs> eh? See, that haste to make money quickly, listen carefully to what I'm teaching you. That haste, hmm? if I sell land here, and I sell true here, and maybe somebody buy two onions, by the time I put it, that haste, you will be poor. Because the day people want to buy land, they will go, they say, don't mind that man. Go if they sell shoes, sell land, sell this, you will not know good land. The day people want to buy onions, you see, at the end of the day, nobody knows what you are doing. You are in a hurry to make money, but that action puts you away from what? From people. You stay with something you know, this is my land. Then you do what? You cultivate faithfulness. You keep selling shoes day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. Would you make money at first? No. But what you are building is what? Faithfulness. After a while, what's going to happen? People will say, if you not need good shoes or somebody who understands about... Sorry, I'm using shoes in case you sell shoes. It's not personal. Alright? If you know someone who knows shoes, what's going to happen? Meet that person. What can happen at that point? Your customer stuff goes up. You start prospering. Sometimes you buy things from people. You, they don't even know what they are selling. 
Eh? You go and buy. Say, is this shoe good? Mm. They don't know. Because it's not their land. What the scripture is telling us is the power of consistency in one direction. That if you take something and keep telling it, listen, how does a farmer treat a land? A farmer, pay attention to this, a farmer does not treat a land with a temporary mindset. How does he treat a land? Permanent mindset. And you know what? How many of you have experienced farming before? What's the first thing they do when you go to the land? I need some village people here. Not slay queens. What do they do? No, cultivating is not first. That's they clear the grass. They clear. Then they wait for what to happen. They wait for it to dry. Then you do what? You burn. Huh? Then after burning, they wait a while. Then depending on what they want to do, they start digging ridges if they want to plant. Uh, cassava, for instance, you don't need to do, do much digging, but you can. Whatever you want to plant, you now do what? You dig your ridges. Then you plant your seed. Then you do what? You water it. Or wait for the rains, depending on how you want to water it. And then you do what? You keep going to clear the land, taking off weed. Because if you allow weeds to grow, you will not have maximum what? Productivity. Can you see the process of the farmer? He goes to the land. He clears the land. He goes to the land, he burns the land. He goes to the land, he digs ridges. He goes to the land, he plants his seed. He goes to the land. What happens? He takes off the weed. Then he goes back again and harvests it. There is a skill to harvest it. I remember one time my grandparents planted yams. And so we all went to the farm. They said, oh, we should come and help them harvest. <laughs> you know, there's some help you don't need in life. So they said, ah, we should go harvest yam. So we all just took cutlass. <laughs> you know, they were telling us to wait, but you know, we were excited. We wanted to harvest yams. <laughs> we went there. And then the first, you know, there's a skill to harvesting the yam. You look at the stuff, you trace it, and then you dig around. We just went inside. <laughs> and you know, when you want to impress, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing like trying to impress with limited knowledge. I wanted to impress more, so I was just going, going. By the time they brought out my yam, it was as if I was preparing it to cook. <laughs> you know, you know, grandparents are not very, so they just took the cutlass. They made sure that I was not anywhere around any form of cutlass. You understand? But so what I'm saying is that even harvesting is hard work because there is a skill to it. So I want you to think like a farmer. Think like a farmer. Think of your life like a farmer. You might be clearing your land right now. You stay on the job. You might be weeding right now. You stay on the job. You might be planting right now. You stay on the world. But what is going to bring prosperity is working that land. For three and a half years, Jesus walked his ministry. Don't chase. You see, do you understand it? Don't chase. There's nothing outside you are running after now that if you till your land, you cannot have in abundance. Why do people commit adultery? Chasing after fantasy. Why do people do stuff they shouldn't do? Chasing after fa- Why do people steal from their employees? Chasing after fa- You're just chasing something that's not there. If you find your land, keep tilling it. Till it. You realize that our fathers, some of the older people, they didn't do many things to make us excel. They just, so you realize that most times you had grandparents who grew up in the village or um, older grandparents, you realize that they were, all, they were always identified with something. It's either my grandfather was more of a farmer and a canoe carver. So he did farms in the evenings, uh, in the mornings, farmings were in the, in the mornings, and then he carved canoes in the evening. So he just cast canoes at home, you know, before he took them to the waterside. So when people wanted to buy canoes, they always came to him. Right? There were some people we knew as palm wine tappers. So when they needed palm wine for anything in the village, who did they go to? So you discover that even in the village, without going to Harvard, they understood the power of focus. We also had drunkards. They were known for that. So when there was unfinished wine, they knew who would not mind taking it. So they would just send for the man. 
We are people who have specialties. The, 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 now, funny enough, you come into the 21st century and people say, oh, you have to do many things. The truth of the matter is that if you ask people who are still earning the highest in this world, they are specialties. What's your land? You have to find your land. You can do everything. God has called me to work in the ministry. You stay there. You plug. You know this is your cultivating season. There are things this ministry can do for me now that it couldn't do many years ago. Why? Just stayed with the land. There are things as a ministry we can do now that we couldn't do many years ago. What happened? We stayed with the land. So you find your land. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 4, The lazy person wants but does not have. The diligent get their desires filled. So, the way to get your desire filled, I use the, the CJB Bible. The way to get your desire filled is to be diligent. You want to you wanna have, no, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4. Proverbs 13 and verse 4. Alright? You, you want to... The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. You want to use a big phone. You want to have a big house. You want to have a wonderful holiday. It says, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. I like the CGB Bible. It says, the diligent get their desires filled. A diligent man has desires. But don't focus on the desire. Focus on the diligence. What am I doing today to create tomorrow? Are you following this? Are you still here? Don't dream. Oh, I will go abroad. Hey, I will do this. Relax. As you stay diligent, those things will come naturally. Hmm? Those things that look like big dreams, they are waiting for your diligence. And that's why it's called that at a youthful age, a lot of dreams come to our mind. Hmm? Check young people. They are DP. What do you have there? Cars. They don't have small cars. They don't have Toyota Camry. It's Lamborghini. Rolls Royce. And you know in life, you know uh, Lamborghini and Rolls Royce, you know they don't advertise their cars the way Kia and all those people will advertise. Because they know that the people who will buy them are not watching TV. <laughs> have you seen a Lamborghini advert before? Say, use Lamborghini for say UK used. Lamborghini does not do mass production. We just produce maybe 20, 30. Eh? It's not you put this, 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 push it, push it. No, 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 no. <laughs> so they don't, they don't just bother uh, Instagram, say, oh, Rose Royce is doing Instagram adverts. No. The people who want to buy them know where they are. And those who they are producing for know the people they are producing for. It's just one email. <laughs> We need, we need more Rolls Royce. This is the spec. How much? $120,000. Okay, what accounts? Is it? It's not a how much last. Uh, what if? No, no. It's not that's, with that. With that approach, it's not for you. So it's not that they are trying to now. No, no. This, this, if you know this is what you can afford, you know where to meet us. And we know where to meet you. Let's leave it at that. If you don't know, then you are not there value. Then you now that is still you will come to church and then you enter bus back. Your DP is Lamborghini. Will you be able to drive a Lamborghini in this life? I mean, you have unlimited potentials. You can drive whatever you want to drive. But you change that DP first to we design websites. That's, that's what you change. Like your, that's, what, that's what should be your land. If you design and build enough websites to buy Lamborghini, both of you will meet in the future. But for the dimension of your life, wisdom demands that you promote your land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What do you do? Put it there. What are you up to? What are you giving? What value? Put it there. We don't need pictures of how you are enjoying life. Show us your land. That's our engagement with you at this stage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. Whatever you want to post, I'm just teaching you. 
can do what you want to do with it. What do you do? What do you represent? Are you following this? What are you offering to the world as a young man? What's your value? What's your land? What land are you working on? What are you tilling? What are you cultivating? You're going to wake up tomorrow. What are you going to do on your land? Are you clearing? Are you burning the fires? Are you planting the seed? What are you doing today that tells you that in the next 10 years you're going to be in abundance? What are you doing? Now, next one. Number two. Three framework. Thought. Number two. Number two. What kind of work do you need to put it put in that land? Every land will determine a different kind of what? Work. For instance, as a minister of the gospel, what work do I have to put into the ministry? Study of the word and what? Prayer. That is the tilling that my land requires. What tilling does your land require? And that's why in life, your associations has to be very, uh, you have to work on them. Because your associations will determine your focus. Ask yourself that question. I'm a business person. There are people who are in business, they don't read sales books. Hmm? They don't read sales books. You, you, you are buying something from them, it's like they're quarreling. So how much is this? It's written there now. Can you not read? He said, I'm oh, sorry. He said, I'm sorry for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> then that one goes, don't worry. The person God has prepared for me will come. <laughs> the person God has prepared for you is poverty dressed. <laughs> it's bad attitude. You know, we walk into some shops, you know, we, we want to buy stuff and we walk into some shop and it's so pleasant. There are some shops I walk into where I, I hardly buy things, but maybe sometimes I want to buy something. There are some shops I walk into to buy something. You almost feel guilty for living without buying anything. The person is so nice, you know, they show you, they talk to you so much about, ah, you're like, how can I live without buying? You now end up buying something. There are some shops that immediately you enter, you just tell yourself, God, God, if I ever come to this shop, hold me back, injured, bro, <laughs> because it's like you went into trouble. Do you know, when you study companies, right, there are companies in, in America and in, in Europe, European countries that, have, that are over a hundred years old. Or companies that are over a hundred years old. Here, the very few companies that are over 50, 60 years old. I think one of the oldest uh, institutions we have is our first bank. You see all those business that we start? Hmm? and co-limited general contractors once the man dies he's gone because we don't work like we're tilling the land you know someone had to do something with somebody and uh, the person is very loud I've done this, I've done this I've been this, I've did this okay, it was time to pay I said send me an invoice nice later headed his personal account so I told, I told my wife, I said, see, all the noise. You've been doing this for 10 years. In 10 years, wisdom does not tell you to go and register and have. You're not serious. You can tell why it's like that. How much does it take to register uh, uh, a business name? And, and people want to treat you well. You don't heal your land. That's what you should focus on. Money you should use to register a business name. You have used it to buy shoes. You are working on your future. <laughs> Just passing around town. And people can't treat you seriously. Now an opportunity came. You are begging someone to use their business name to prepare an invoice. And that person is 20%. It's your foolishness that you just paid for. So you get the money, you give 20%. You can, and that does not even teach you that you should go after that. Are you following this? Get serious about your life. Get serious about your life. The help you need is your land. 
Go and till it. The help you need is your land. Go and till it. Walk the land. Walk the land. Number three, what are you pursuing or chasing? What are you pursuing? Are you tilling the land or you are just chasing worthless persons? Persons with no value. The Bible calls them worthless persons. Hmm? There are, there are young ministers who all they want in this life is to chase big men of God. But if you keep walking your land, those relationships will come naturally. Some are chasing invitations. Hmm? I'm going through your area. I, I have a word. Can I preach in your church? Chasing invitations. Create value. Invitations will come after you. Touch lives. Impact lives. Every little company you have right now, everywhere you are working right now, you have the potential to grow in that place. That's your company. You have the capacity to become a managing director. Don't say, oh yeah, people don't rise to the top. Till the land, you rise to the top. They'll give you offers. You know, there are people that they want to leave the company. The company will ask them, what do you want? That's what Laban asked Jacob. He said, hey, 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 what do you want? Le- Jacob told Laban, he said, when I came, your flocks were little. But by the time I was done, they have increased. The man brought capacity. I've told you here, be the best employer your, 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 be the best employee your employer would ever find. Be so good at what you do. When you are living, they will give you offers. I remember someone called me the other, the other day and uh, he stopped working. You know, he took a voluntary retirement and he got an offer from a foreign company. And he had to tell them, see, I stopped working at so-so-so level. If you want me to come, everything will be doubled. They doubled and gave him and sent him there. He wasn't looking for the job. The job was looking for him. Are you that good? Go and read the book again. Wealth and Increase, The Missing Link, Prosperity. Uh, I talked about skill. How Solomon had to send for Huram to come and help them cut wood. He says, for you, the Sidonians, know that you can cut wood. How to cut wood? They had to send. He had to super... The whole of Jerusalem, nobody could cut wood like the Sidonians. No land... Is too minute that you cannot invest in. I tell my staff all the time. I tell people who walk around me all the time. We are, I mean, we, I mean, our focus is spreading the gospel, but we are building a ministry and an organization that would have hundreds of staff all over the world working to put the gospel out. And every time we come for staff devotion, every time we sit there, I tell them, think like a global organization. Reply like a global organization. Don't let the culture that we are in you know, get into your head. Don't let the fact that you pick a call, you are not hearing, make you shout like, Hello! Hello! No, don't, don't get in there. Don't get in there. Don't let the system get you to reduce your standard. You are going somewhere. Don't sell for shots. Think global. Tell yourself, this school, this business, this ministry has a global future. I will till it. I will dress like it. I will talk like it. I will place that same demand in me. Don't approach your life like you have no future and you are chasing a dream. Hmm? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Reduce your friends. Focus on your life. As you grow, more friends will come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You were sent into this life with a mission. Focus on it. All these issues, you know, sometimes I'm very lonely. I'm just on my own. I just need someone to your chateau. Because sometimes my heart is heavy. You are not walking. You are not walking. You are lazy. As I'm here now, my heart is heavy. I had to go and sleep because my brain was my brain was just turning upside down in the office. I was doing too many thinking. Many things. I had to go and sleep and come back. I come and teach. This night I have to do things. By the time I finish, I'm editing message to send to you. Where we heaviness enter? It's when you sit down, you're just thinking of your life. Hey, oh, hmm. <laughs> that's where heaviness is. You are not walking. This Bible says the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. It didn't say sleep is sweet. It says the sweet of a, the sleep of a laboring man. Are you following this now? 
Four o'clock, you are updating status. Six o'clock, you are updating status. Your last status was 1 a.m. What is the issue? Anybody up? Just saying hello. <laughs> then I say, wish me well. I am praying for sleep. See you later. Then you put kiss emoji. Then 4.30. Where are my people on these streets? We are, <laughs> we are awake. <laughs> then 5 o'clock. Hey, wake up. New day. <laughs> You are not working. You are lazy. I say, get busy. I hear what I'm saying? Your land has a future. Your land has a future. Your life has a future. That, those little things you are selling, there's future in it. That store has the capacity to become what? Supermarket. And I called one of our brothers who works with cars. And I told him, I said, listen, this your mechanic workshop has a future. I know the person you learned from remained at this level. Think higher than this. Are you following what I'm saying? There's nothing you are doing now. If it is shoes you are selling, if there's a future in it. Hmm? Let me just give you this example so that... Let me close here. Jesus said, for this cause was I born. Hmm? Just write it down. John 18, 37. For this cause was I born. Let me close here because of our time. There's this guy. Let me just give you this story so that... Uh, let me give you a practical example. There's this guy. His name starts with Otsumba, but I've forgotten his other name. He was a bouncer to M.K. Rabiola. How many of you remember M.K. Rabiola? Remember M.K. Rabiola, right? He was a bouncer to Abiola and worked with Abiola. So he realized that <laughs> he realized that when they went for all those parties, there were not enough toilets around. Shall all those large parties. That brought an idea to him. So he started working on mobile toilets. Hmm? I think it's October Gaddafi or something. Started working on mobile toilets. You can go online, just ch- research his story. He became, and he is, till date in this country, one of the... Uh, he's, he's quite wealthy, but his wealth came through the supply of mobile toilets during parties. You can go read up his story, how he started. To the extent that he started importing... So when all these big occasions come, they call him. Sometimes they have these big parties. Will you store close to 100 mobile toilets? At a point, four people started going for him. And I also think, think at a point, some other neighboring countries, when they are massive, they call him. That's what he's doing. It doesn't have to be oil and gas. Till your land. It might be something insignificant. But if you stay faithful with it, the Bible says you will abound with blessings. The challenge I want to leave you with tonight in the School of Wisdom is this. Find that land and make up your mind that for the rest of your life, I'm going to till this land. And this land is going to become productive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people that will design websites. One website will pay them millions. It's the same website. Huh? You stretch yourself. Don't design a website that the person clicks the home page. His face is covering the home. Every time you are correcting something. Eh? Or you do furniture for someone. <laughs> Nails now start appearing. Eh? Or you are a tailor, you sew shirts. Every shirt you sew has to be returned to you at least four times. It's almost like you're performing a surgery. You take measurement. <laughs> I'll tell you this last story. I'll close it. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Someone came to measure me for shirts, native shirts. I usually don't, yeah, with tailors, it's a blessing. Measured me. I stood straight. <laughs> I stood straight. Measured me. 
you know what? They are measuring you. You are almost tense. I stood very straight because I just, he brought the trousers. I wanted to wear it to church. Then I asked myself that if the members of this lovely church see their pastor on this trouser, what would be their perception? Trouser was long. Then you know the funny thing? In fact, the reason I brought him was to measure me so that I can send a measurement to somebody else who promised that he wants to sew a shirt for me. So what that happened is that he has not just costed me the one I gave him. I have to now call that man. See that measurement I sent you. Yes, it cost me. <laughs> I understand that. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we ask that you flood our hearts with wisdom. Because this lesson, so oh God, to enable us to build a stronger future. In Jesus' mighty Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.